Welcome to the Hope Hotline. You wouldn't know you're at the Hope Hotline because, well, first of all, our, our, we're in a different room because they're working on the podcast room. But all of this crap behind me, and I say the crap, and I'm not saying it loosely. I mean, like, that crap, that's for Tom's podcast. That's not for mine. Somebody dropped the ball, let me down. Wow. Yep. I was supposed to have my own stuff. We will have my own stuff on Friday. Can I get the screenshot? What? I have a screenshot. A screenshot of asked. what? I asked. Oh, that's because person. you asked the wrong person. <laughs> not me. So this stuff back here, I, we are not on a political like rant. Where I, I don't scream at my podcast. So no. this stuff has got to go. Not that I'm a great. Not, not that I'm not a great American. I am, but I mean, like. It's a motorcycle. Oh, well, that, that's the, that was Iwo Jima. That's, that's important. <laughs> that's very important. But the motorcycle, and there's a bear back there with a baby. Now, I am a mama bear. Yeah, that you can keep that one. We will. But the rest of this nonsense, like the world, that's, that's from my office, by the way. Dadgummit. That world back there is from my office. Same. All this stuff. Perfect. Like, I want you, Uncle Sam. It's got to go. Okay. Okay. So let me see. What was what was I gonna? I was gonna open up with I hate this background. Okay. I know I hate this. I mean, I had it in my head. What was the other thing I wanted to tell you? I know what to say in my head. What Happy do you want to say? birthday oh. to Cha okay. Cha. There you go. Today is my birthday, Today's and my I have some birthday. friends with me today in this room. Sarah is over here. Sarah does not want to be seen. Do you want to be seen, Sarah? <laughs> okay, Sarah's does. coming. <laughs> what kind of question that is happy birthday okay so sarah's with me today sarah's the girl that i invited to um the podcast last week so she came and then joe jolene come on over here jolene jolene's my hairdresser if anybody's looking for a really good hairdresser this is the chick (laughs) that's the chick then we got logan we talk about we talk about jolene a lot so um the kids love to sing to her her song yeah Mm -hmm. yeah So I got some friends with me today, Um, and then obviously we have Logan and we have Tracy who are just what we call fence posts in this world. They are like ingrained in the podcast now, and Heather, I don't know where Heather is, but Heather's so. Yeah, so that's it. That's all I got today. All right. All right, so let's get going into the questions because I don't, I, I, I really don't think I have anything else to say. Perfect. I'm pretty sure of it. I feel like I do, though. I'm sure I'll come. <laughs> I feel like I do. What is that? Oh, my love language. Yeah, what is that? Okay, so before the podcast, Logan did a test. I am words of affirmation, but with a very close quality time, which I will tell you some of those questions were not fair because if they had been done appropriately, they would have been more towards the um, quality time. Some of them I couldn't answer because they do not apply because they don't match. Like they're asking me questions. I feel like I don't feel right with this. Okay, just do it. Yeah, wherever you okay. want it. So, uh, perfect. <laughs> See, I, listen, guys, like if you say peas, mm-hmm. it can be rough on the ears. It can. So, I'm trying to spare people. There's Heather. So some of the questions asked, like, would I want Tom to do um, 
the laundry or vacuum or, or do the dishes, okay, that's not going to happen. First of all, I don't even think the man knows where the vacuum is. But even if he did know it, I hate that. Like, I'm old-fashioned. Why do you hate it? Because I'm not like you. No, I know. So what, what, like, what about it? Do you uh, Heather, like? Heather, <laughs> Heather's saying it's because you're a control freak. Oh, that might be true. Okay. Um, but at the same time, I didn't grow up, like, in my house, the guys did guy work. They did the work outside. And the girls did the girl, the girls did the inside work. And I like that. Yeah. I like taking care of my man and I like my man taking care of me. So that's how it goes. So he's not allowed to do anything in the house. That's me and Norma's job. And if you looked at my son's room, you would absolutely know that's true. Because <laughs> he's a pig. A very... Yeah, yeah, he's a cute pig. Yeah. But he's a pig. <laughs> His room is nasty. So uh, everything seems closer. Am I crazy that yeah. everything seems closer? You're definitely crazy, but it's okay. Okay. All right. So we're going to go with the first question. But thank you, Logan, for uh, doing that little questionnaire. You're right. That didn't take any time at all. If you want to know your love language, it takes less than five minutes. She confirmed that that would be the case, and she is actually correct. So this first question, I'm going to say that I bumped it up. It was like one of the last questions that came in. It actually came in this week, and I'm, I'm still working on questions that were in April, to be honest with you. But keep sending them in because we need them. If I run out of questions, I'm going to have to make them up myself. And those might be a little hairy. So ask your questions. This question I bumped up so um, because there's reasons why. Um, but it says, I have been watching your podcast and enjoy it, but I think you need to speed it up. <laughs> In our family, we do speed everything. We do speed everything, games, cards, etc. So my question is, can I come on your podcast and do a speed podcast with you? Maybe once a month, we can do a bottom line podcast. Signed, Mystery Woman. Now this PS part, she didn't put PS on it, but I did. It says, I have been going to your church for three years and I love it. So first of all, I love you for coming to the church for three years. It's phenomenal. It means the world. Like I say this, you can have a podcast if nobody's watching it. What's the point? Because you're talking to nobody you can have a church but if nobody's sitting in the seats what's the point you have no one to preach to so for you to come for three years listen to be able to come to this church for three years you're strong you're a strong girl so I love that now I will tell you I'm gonna pass on the speed what is that called a speed podcast Okay, um, because I don't want to speed it up. I like it the way it is. I'm doing it the exact way that I feel like I'm supposed to do it. I, um, I didn't even know I was going to ever do a podcast two years ago. The Lord planted it in my heart. He's the one that told me how to do the podcast. He told I do it exactly the way he tells me to do it. And until he tells me to do it otherwise... I'm going to keep doing it that way. So if God changes my mind and he tells me to speed it up, then I will speed it up. Or if he gives me a different way to do things, I will do that. But it is everything that I do. Like if I go to McDonald's, which I don't go to McDonald's, but 
Well, I won't say that. I do like their breakfast sandwiches. They're not so bad. But on the whole, I do not go to McDonald's. Uh, But let's say I decide to go to McDonald's. I don't pray about what to get at McDonald's, okay? You can be so spiritually minded, you're no earthly good. But when it comes to specific things that I do, I do pray about them. Now, what I would suggest, and and you're going to say, some people, when they hear me say this, they're going to be like, yeah, that's catty of you. I'm not meaning this catty. I promise you and people in this room that everybody in this room, for the most part, knows me very, very, very well. What was that? Jolene. (laughs) (laughs) Jolene's Jolene's so funny. It's okay, Joe. Uh, We're very flexible here. It's all right. So uh, here's the thing. I mean this sincerely. I really, really do. And, And the best form of a compliment somebody can give you is when they take your idea and they do it themselves. So it would not bother me if somebody felt like they're supposed to do something and I actually am doing it and then they go and do it themselves. So if you think that the podcast is too slow and it needs to be speeded up, what I would say to you is you start your own podcast. And I'm not being funny about this. Everybody in this room that knows me knows I'm not being funny. I'm not like going like I'm going to stick it to you. I'm not sticking it to you at all. If you have an idea and you think that your idea is really good and it would be truly successful and if you think like maybe God's giving you an idea, then do it. Take a podcast, do it like this where you're answering people's questions and then speed it up so that it's more your flair and more your flavor. I promise you there will be people who like your podcast and they will like the way that you do it. There is. And they, and maybe there's people watching right now that says, I agree with her. I would love for her to do it a little quicker. I'm not going to do it a little quicker. I can promise you that. I'm going to keep it the way I have it because I like it. And it's the way I feel like I'm supposed to do it. But somebody might like the way you do it. And they might want it sped up. So you should do it. If you think they, uh, it would be, it, it might not. Here's the thing. It's not easy. Podcasts aren't easy. They don't, you don't grow really quickly. I mean, mine did. But the only reason mine did is in truth and honesty is because I ride the coattails of my husband. He had already paved the way for me. And uh, so when it, and the church was able to promote it. Most people are not blessed or favored in this regard as much as I am. So for me to have the numbers I have is truly almost miraculous outside of the fact of I have been blessed that I didn't have to start out completely fresh and new. You'll have to grind and you'll have to like maybe only have one or two people watching you for a while, but you will grow and people will like it. And it won't bother me a bit if you take my idea and you run with it. It will not bother me a bit. But if you think that that would be more successful, go for it. Now, I'm going to ask everyone in the room, does, am I, my heart, you guys, under, you see my heart. I'm not being snotty or mean. I have no, listen, my heart is pure when I'm saying this. I have no ill intentions because I really have an idea who this is, but I'm not 100% sure and it doesn't even bother me, offend me of, I mean, I think their heart was pure and behind sending it to me. 
Oh my gosh. Heather says watch it on fast forward or speed. <laughs> That's not what they're talking about, girl. They want more questions answered more quickly. That's not going to happen. But I'm not going to answer them like that because sometimes people are saying, and, and I don't even say this in the things, but some people say, can you dive deep into it? They don't want it to go fast. They don't want it. They want a more thorough answer. Um, and I don't want to have a podcast where somebody is on here. If I have a guest on here, it's because I want them and I feel like that's who God wants me to have on there or I personally want them. I don't want to have somebody on here asking me questions. It's not about me. I mean, it is, but it's not. I want to, I want complete control. As everyone knows, I'm a control freak. (laughs) And if you don't know that, I have just informed you. I am a complete control freak, 100%. But I ain't changing. (laughs) It's, I like it and it works for me, so. But I do appreciate the question. I didn't want to make, move it uh, forward because I didn't want anybody to think, like, if I didn't answer the question, the reason I answered it right now is because if you don't answer a question like that, they think you're mad or offended or you're just disregarding it. And I am not mad, offended, or disregarding it. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think maybe that's maybe what you should do. Maybe you should start a podcast and then do it. Do that, you know? I think that if you have the capabilities and you're not scared and or – it doesn't bother you to be in front of the camera and have people watching you and you think that that would be great fun. Listen, the person over here to my left, Sarah, she does a live every single day and you don't know what's coming out of that mouth and you don't know what's going to go on. I mean, she's preaching to you or she's going through a car wash. I don't know what's going to happen, okay? But she's doing something. So be about it. Like if you think that, I mean, people will watch. Will they not watch Sarah? I mean, literally, Sarah drives through a car wash I watched the replay and I watched the whole entire thing. I'm like, why am I watching Sarah go through a car wash right now? And she's saying nothing, okay? She's saying nothing. And yet, I'm watching her go through a car wash. Thoroughly entertained. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying to you that, like, there's crazy people out there that'll watch you, whatever you got going on. Like, even if you're going through a car wash and you're saying nothing. I mean, there's people out there that genuinely would be probably highly entertained by you and how you want to do it. So go for it. That's what I say. Listen, chase after it. Go for it and don't let anything stop you. And um, I think that would be fun. So, um, and I and listen, if you decide you want to do it, come up to me after church on Sunday if, since you come to the church. Ask me how what I did and I'll gladly help you get started. I seriously will gladly, Tracy will help you with the media side and I can help you with whatever. I, I don't know very much. I'm going to be honest with you, but I can help you whatever to whatever degree I can, but we'll support you and we'll help you. So, all right, next question. So many times I speak to people who don't know Jesus, but know of Jesus. Now this question was supposed to be asked the last time, but there's so much that I pushed it on to this week's. Um, They believe there is a God in heaven, but don't understand true salvation. They usually say something like, oh, yes, I know where I am going to heaven. Oh, yes, I know where I am going, heaven, because I am such a good person with a big heart. So can you please dive deep into this and explain why just being a good person isn't getting us to heaven? So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to look at scripture because truthfully, I mean, Everything is based on scripture. It's not this stuff, especially this question, 
should um, not be based on a person's opinion. It should be based solely on scripture. You're going to get my opinion a little bit here and there, but scripture will do it for us. So Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So right there, it shows you that you have to be saved. Romans 3.23 is even more. It's like So you, you, you can be a good person all you want to, but it's irrelevant because Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Ecclesiastes 7.20 says, For there is not a just man on earth who does good, and does not sin. So all of those things, just because they believe in God, everybody does. Even the demons shudder. They know who God is. They believe in him. It's irrelevant. That's not what gets you to heaven. You can believe in God all you want to. That's not going to get you to heaven because Matthew seven twenty one through 23 is very clear. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now they may say, well, I do good. I don't do lawlessness. I do good. So... I, I disagree with that. Um, but they do because everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That is clearly what the word says. And let me look at your question really quick. Oh, yes, I know where I'm going because I have such a good, I am such a good person with a big heart. Um, it's to me, um, to me, it's them not, examining themselves uh honestly and and that they believe because they do um good things for people that they're going to go to heaven i wonder like for me i i wonder like if if the person like for me when i i just had this conversation with somebody they but they knew the word I mean, they knew the Bible. They they never really been saved, but they knew the Bible. So when they told me they were going, they were a good person, and so that God would never keep them out of heaven. And I gave them the scriptures about where Jesus says the only way, and which we'll get to. Jesus tells uh, says the only way to get to the Father is but through Him. See, they even though they had never been saved, they had some church experience. They knew that scripture, and so for them, they were like. I don't know. It's a chance I'm going to take because I am a good person. So I think a lot of people will just disregard uh, the scriptures and the Bible and just go on a wing and a prayer. I, I've heard I've heard so many people say um, that they just believe so many people are in heaven that just are not in, but they have no leg to stand on as to why they believe that, other than that they were good people. I don't know how you penetrate somebody who just want, I don't know. I don't know how you penetrate that hard of a heart that they don't want to change. I mean, for me, I knew I wasn't going to heaven. So it was 
pretty simple for me, but it's astounding that so many people do believe this. I, I mean, you can give them scriptures, which I'm giving you so you can write them down, but the truth is, unless people hit rock bottom, unless he draws them in, it says unless Jesus draws them in, they're not coming. So they're going to stick to the juice of, of being a good person is going to get them into heaven. It's a very, very difficult thing. It's, it's like um, somebody who is lukewarm. They've been cold. They've been hot. And they, it's like they go to these uh, churches that make you believe you're, you're saved. They don't preach the gospel at all. So you don't know the gospel um, because you don't read it at home or do you any of your own study time. So uh, it's very much like the, these people uh, that go to these like associated related churches. Like most of the churches today are so lukewarm and they're putting out lukewarm believers. And these people be- honestly believe they're heaven bound. And it's not that they believe they're heaven bound because they're a good person. They believe they're heaven bound because they go to church. The church never tells them about sin. And they think that their lifestyles are totally, completely okay. And yet they don't open their Bible because they're never challenged to open their Bible. Nor do they even like have a light bulb that goes off over it because they probably think the, it's too intimidating or boring. So they'll go straight to hell because they didn't do their part. And they had a pastor who never did his. It, which is... So destructive. I am when these associated related churches, these arc churches were coming out. I remember telling my husband 10 years ago, I said, These churches are going to be one of the catalysts to the great falling away because people will not even know that they're not saved. They are the lukewarm. They've tasted a little bit of, of God, n- never totally submitted and succumbed to Him. Because they do a fresh start and new beginning, and who knows what the heck that means. And then you got the cold over here, where they used to be wanted nothing to do with church, have nothing to do with God, but they found a good means to have all of that because it's more like an Elks Club, an associated related churches. Arc churches are like Elks Clubs. They there are just a group of people socially meeting together. Because they feel like church makes them feel better about themselves because they've done it, but they've actually done nothing spiritually to change themselves. Because repent means to go the opposite direction. These lifestyles are not changing. The only thing that's changed is they've added church, which makes them feel better about themselves because now they're going to church. Does that make sense? It's very difficult to speak to somebody who's lukewarm. You, it, I, I was just talking to my girlfriend Trisha's husband um, this week, and I was telling him we. Um, this was like how long has Nick been saved? Like over ten years, right? No, eight. So Nick, he's my mechanic. If you need a good mechanic, let us know. He's really good. I'm doing, I'm an advertiser. If you need a good leak hair, a leak company, leak Hero's the guy. Leak Hero. <laughs> you know about Sarah. Sarah does thrive. Um, Sarah's my thrive girl. Supplements. Okay. So that's the Sarah. If anybody's wondering. So, um, I was telling Nick, we went to a party. It's so crazy because, uh, we went to a birthday party for when, my kids weren't little, but it's when we first started the church. So, you know, you go to all the birthday parties, blah, 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 whatever. So we go to this birthday party. It's for um, this this lady that attended the church, a very sweet person. It was her little kid's birthday. So me and Tom go. And uh, Nick is there, 
Trish already was attending the church. Nick was there, but he wanted nothing to do with God at all. Nothing to do with him. And then the girl that was throwing the party, her husband was there, and he was like, he was lukewarm. He thought he was saved, but he but he was like an ark guy. He was like, he would go to church whenever, but his lifestyle, not the same. I mean, not good at all. I remember um, after the party, I mean, t- talking to Nick, and Nick literally wanting nothing to do with God, and then this other guy being like, you know, I go to church, I'm good, whatever. I'm saved, but his lifestyle is nothing like that at all. Well, um, I remember the girl and Trish coming over to my house, um, their kids swimming in my in my pool, and we were talking, and this woman was like, I'm concerned because he's not saved. He thinks he's saved, and his lifestyle does not reflect it, but he'll go to church, he'll sit there and be totally fine. Trish was like, well, my husband won't even go to church. He hates it. He wants nothing to do with it at all. I remember sitting there going, your husband, Nick, he'll be saved before her husband because that guy thinks he's already saved. And it's going to be a tough time convincing him that he, he needs God when your husband knows that he has he doesn't have God. And when he finally does know it, he'll be far surpassing this other lady's husband. That's exactly what happened. He ends up getting saved, you know, and the other guy, I don't even know what's going on with him, but like it totally was exactly because God says, I'd rather you be hot or cold because for the lukewarm, I'll spew out, spew out of my mouth. He hates people who are in and half in on both sides. You cannot live both ways. It'll be one or the other. And that's what people with the good, I'm, I'm a good person mentality has. They're lukewarm. It's very difficult to convince somebody unless something happens to them where they realize life is not good. Something's got to change for me. I am missing something. There's a void in my life. And they, a lot of times they think good gets it and it just doesn't. Enter by, Matthew seven thirteen says, enter by the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go um who go in by it. So like most people that are good people, they think they're going through that narrow gate. Most don't go through it. The path on the narrow gate is very narrow. It's very, it's not treaded on uh, very much, but broad is the way um, that most people go. They are, that path is uh, widely walked on. It's widely visible and that's because most people are going that way. But you will never convince somebody that thinks that good people go to heaven. I literally, this girl that I was talking to, it's like talking till I was blue in the face. And I said, we're not going to, we're just not going to get there until she hits rock bottom and something devastating happens or I don't know, maybe never that she'll realize she needs Jesus. I don't know, but I know this, Jesus, God promises that he draws everybody in. It's whether they choose to be drawn in. They make that choice, whether they want him or not. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes in unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It is, there is absolutely no way that a good person is going to go to heaven without asking Jesus to be their Lord and Savior. That scripture defies being a good person will get me into heaven. Right there. Unless they confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus 
was raised from the dead, they're not going to heaven. And most people, they won't. I think a lot of times it's a pride issue. People feel like I don't need that. I I don't need that. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm going to heaven. But you have to submit and you have to give in and you have to be humble and let your pride down in order to go to heaven. It's not all about you. You're not, you know, you're not your own God. And a lot of people, that's their problem. They worship themselves. Um, Mark one fifteen says that Jesus said this, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So if Jesus told people they must repent, then being a good person is not going to get you into heaven. You must repent. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So being good ain't going to get it. That's just all there is to it. And it's up to people to make that decision. But I promise you this, more people, you know, more people will not go to heaven because they don't want to give up their lifestyle. Uh, they want to do what they want to do, when they want to do it, how they want to do it. And they're not going to have what they believe is a list of rules, guidelines, and demands and boundaries put upon them. That's not what's going to happen. They're not, that, that's not for them. So, And a lot of people don't even believe in hell. And they believe that hell, and if they do believe in hell, they kind of think it's like what earth is, you know, they'll just get by. It won't be the greatest, you know, but they'll just get by. It may be a little bit worse than, than the, the world that they're living in right now. They have not a clue what hell will really be like, which is kind of scary because I am sure there are many people who are shocked and dismayed on their way down when they passed away that they cannot even fathom. I, I, I have literally thought to myself um, f- of friends and loved ones um, that I've witnessed to that have since passed away, and I've thought to myself, I wonder if they're like, why didn't I listen to her? What the heck? She was right, which is very disheartening to me. But I know they didn't go to heaven, and um, so you just, and my heart breaks because they're, they're, there's, no, there's no going back. There's no changes. There's no, like my mom used to say, we're going to start the whole day over, you know, when I was bad. There's no starting the whole day over when you go to hell. It's eternal. There's no changing it. That's the way it's going to be. Forever and ever and ever. So no changes, no nothings. And that's very scary. It's very, very scary, especially for people that I, there's plenty of people I still love that are alive and, you know, you're fighting for their souls and you just hope they come around. So, um, I hope that answers your question because there ain't no, there's no, um, outside of, I think, revelation from the Lord, you're not changing somebody's heart that believes that being good is going to get them saved. Correct? Correct? Yes, everybody's saying correct. I do, you know what? I do kind of like a studio audience a little bit. It's kind of nice. All right. Right? All right. I'm not doing it, your sister. <laughs> Tracy's like, like all in. Listen, Listen some, some days are, are worse than others. Heather worked out today. She's very sore. I told you to take Advil. You don't listen. Well, there you go. She's sore. Guess what? I'm not. I'm functioning. Woohoo! <laughs> I can move my legs. 
before I could not. Mm -hmm. That's true. Listen, I did this. We did this workout routine today called boot camp. Dear God, I'm not in the military, but I felt like I was for a brief period of time. Yeah. (laughs) They've been making us run. I don't run. That was a sight. (laughs) I don't run. It was a sight. I don't suggest boot camp camp for a new bitch. <laughs> for beginners. No, for anybody. Not for anybody. Don't do boot camp. Okay. It hurts. Next question. I understand the Holy Spirit is our comforter, helper, intermediary. My question is, are we supposed to talk to the Holy Spirit? Are we supposed to thank him? Do we talk to him like a person? Or is he like is he someone silent? How is our relationship with him supposed to be? I've read and heard from other preachers. We should talk to him and thank him. I hope this makes sense. In that line of thought, I know we pray to, in the in the name of Jesus, but do we talk and pray to Jesus or just to God? I know they are three in one, and there is a difference in who we pray to. I know the Lord's Prayer says, Our Father who art in heaven, so it seems to me we pray to God only. Now, we've done this question. I'm going to answer this question because it's been probably... Probably a month, maybe a little over a month since we've answered a question like this. But um, Tracy, is it possible that you can find that one um, about, it was about the Lord's Prayer, I think it was, Um, where it was talking about how to pray, if praying the Lord's Prayer was the right way to pray. Remember that one? Yeah, I'll find it. Okay, and then will you put it on there, on the, in the comments section? Yep. Or if you tell me which one it is, I will tell you. So we've answered this question a few times. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna speed answer this question. And I say that I say that funny, but I mean I didn't I didn't say it to be snotty. I said it actually to be funny. I have a warped sense of humor. I'm gonna speed answer this question. It might not be as fast as some want it to be, but it's gonna be fast. So, all right. The Lord's Prayer is a great way for you to pray, okay? Now, you want to know how to pray. If you should pray to the Holy Spirit, you should pray to God, or you pray to Jesus, right? I say, for me, I prayed all three of them. The Holy Spirit is who was with us, um, but I'm going to break this down a little bit for you. But I think I can do it, which makes really good sense. So I pray to God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, right? Now, we're going to take some some examples in scripture so that might help you so when Stephen was being stoned he prayed to Jesus let's look at Acts 7:59. he says and then they and they and they stoned Stephen and he was calling on God and saying Lord Jesus receive my spirit okay so then we go to Paul and Paul says to give thanks to God and pray in Jesus name which is some of the things you talked about right Ephesians 5:20 says giving thanks always for all things to God, the Father, and the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So you can pray to God, and you pray in Jesus' name. The power is in Jesus' name. He paid the price on the cross. Let's keep going. Am I going fast enough, ladies? I'm going fast, girls. Shut up, Sarah. <laughs> Sarah says, you can pick it up a little bit. Listen, kiss it between the hip pockets. Hey, I'm spicy. 
Romans 8.26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray, for as we ought, but the Holy, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I'm going to finish it off with Jude 20, which there's only one book in Jude for some people that don't know this. So when I say Jude 20, it's actually Jude 1. There's only one. So it's when you look it up, it's actually only Jude 20, which would be Jude, first chapter with no other chapters involved, the 20th verse. Got it? So it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, this is where it gets... What are you doing? Oh, my gosh. Listen, people, if you were in this room right now, listen, we are in a rinky-dinky little room right now. Like, what is this room, 20 by 20, if, if that? It, it has so much crap in here. Like, this is our kids' section of the church. So we just made this thing look like this. This is a black wall, black drape back here. It's a hot mess. It's warm in here. I'm I'm sweating a little bit. Um here, I'm sweating a little bit and then I got Heather down on the floor like sprawled out, stretching. <laughs> Not too high. Not too high. I'll build up a little away. Probably I won't blow away cuz I'm st- I haven't lost my holiday weight just yet. But as soon as I lose my holiday wet weight, I'm out of here. <laughs> You'll blow me away. So here's the, the tricky thing about the Holy Spirit. Now, when it's referring to this part of the Holy Spirit, it's speaking in tongues, which a lot of people don't believe in. So Romans 8.26 and Jude 20, when it's saying that, so you can pray to God, you pray in Jesus' name, and then you pray in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. It clearly says this in Ephesians. There's, it's all over the place that you're to pray without ceasing ceasing in the Holy Spirit. So, But a lot of times people will say, well, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and to what degree, I'm not quite sure what they mean by that. But one of the ways that you know if you have the infilling of the Holy Spirit is by speaking in tongues. And... Um, and I'm not talking about speaking in tongues as the gift of tongues, which is for the body of Christ. Everybody has their personal prayer language. Everybody does. Now, whether they use it or not is up to them if they tap into it. Everybody, though, has it. So that's where this comes into. You're to pray in the Holy Spirit. I will be honest with you. I hardly ever use words when I pray. I talk to God Jesus, the Holy Spirit, I talk to all, all of them, okay? But I will promise, and I talk to them like they're my best friends. I talk to them like I have a conversation with Heather or Tracy, Sarah, whatever, Jolene, whoever, Logan. I talk to the Holy Spirit, God, whatever. I talk to them just like I do if I'm on the phone with one of them, okay? Um, but I pray in the Spirit almost exclusively. Satan can't understand it. And on top of that, the Holy Spirit knows far better how to say what I want than I can say what I want. So when he prays on my behalf, he's saying what's in my heart, but he's pr- praying it and he's saying it far better and gets a better result for me than if I used my own words, English. So 
If you are not, I don't know who this is. I don't know if this is a lady or a guy. But um, I will tell you this. If you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to read the book of Acts. It's very clear that it is for today. And it will totally empower you. It'll make you bold. And it is life changing. How many in this room are filled with the Holy Spirit tongues? Okay, every single person in this room just raised their hands. Was it a radical difference in your walk with God when you got filled with tongues? Every single person said yes. Every single person. And nobody in this room are yes men, just so you know. They're almost like me, which is scary that we have this many people. I think Logan's the nicest one outside of Tracy in this room. All of us have no problem in telling somebody no or that we don't agree. So if that wasn't true, they all would have said it wasn't for me. But I'm telling you, if you're not filled with tongues, it is a must. And you will wonder how in the world you made it as far as you did without it. Um, it is radically life-changing. So um, be about it. Get on it and um, let us know. Now, I have no timer. Yeah, 18 left. I have 18 minutes left. That's good. I'm doing really good. All right. Bye, Heather. See you later. I know. Okay. Uh, let's see it. Next question. It seems since I've been praying and believing for healing, I'm getting attacked more and worse instead of better. I will keep believing and praying and working on my belief that it will happen. My question is, can someone else pray for you and get healed? Matthew 8, 5 through 13 says, Jesus heals the soldier's servants based on the soldier's belief. This is where I am wondering if you can be healed through someone else's faith and belief. So let's look at scripture so that you know what they're um, talking about. Because some people know the story and some people don't know the story. So in Matthew 8, 5 through 13, it says, Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. But only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, Go, and he goes. And to another, Come, and he comes. And to my servant, Do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such a great faith, not even in Israel. He was confounded at this man's faith. But the man understood authority because he walked in authority um and then it goes on to say and i say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with abraham isaac and jacob in the kingdom of heaven but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth and jesus said to the centurion go your way and you will be and as you and as you have believed so let it be done for you and his servant, the person that told us to turn off our phones, their phone is ringing. Oh, so go, go your way, and you um, as you and as you believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. So that so you're 
so you're accurate. People can pray for someone and have them be healed. Um, James five fifteen through 16 says, and, and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So you're to pray for one another for healing and the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So, um, you can pray for someone and they be healed like we just before the podcast, Sarah is not, Sarah's um, back is hurting, so we laid hands on her. So she stood in the gap for herself. But you can pray for people and they be healed. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, our worship leader, his wife, his wife's grandmother. Um, this is probably eight years ago. She was given, she had cancer and she was given, and she was terminal and she was told you are not going to live. She wasn't even supposed to live 24 to 48 hours. It was very, very bad. So we had a, we had what we called at the time, um, it was called, I think it was called Crave and it was a night of prayer. We did it once a week and it's where we came together and we prayed together as a church. We worshiped a little bit and then we prayed and um so what naz did was she came in and she stood in the place of her grandmother and everyone laid hands on her and and prayed over her grandmother she stood in the place of her grandmother and um what happened with that and i'm not saying you have to do it that way you can actually i i've prayed for people um, and stood in the gap for them, and they weren't around, and nobody laid hands on me. I prayed for them, and healing, they were healed. It, was, it wasn't even a situation where we put hands on people. But in this case, we laid hand, our hands on Naz. She stood in the, in, in the place of her grandmother, and her grandmother's still alive. The uh, cancer is gone. They, the, they found no cancer in her body after we had prayed, and uh, her grandmother is still alive to this day. Now, I have another person that I'm going to give you another example. And I only give you examples so that you know that what I'm telling you is absolutely true. It's our faith that heals. Um, and it's it, and some people believe, it, like, some people believe that the person has to be saved in order to be healed. That's not true. I've seen, I actually think sometimes people who are not saved get healed way faster or, or because they believe and have faith in what they're being told because they've never been taught bad teaching. So you're not having to erase what somebody's been taught. They just believe you lock, stock, and barrel. Like you tell them that that's the way it is. They're like, okay, that's the way it is. Whereas somebody who's grown up in a theology or a doctrine that says that healing isn't for today or uh, the sovereignty of God, uh, maybe he will, maybe he won't. Or is it God's will? I don't know. When the word is very clear, it is God's will to heal every single time. I mean, there's scripture after scripture after scripture that um, that validate this. But when people have bad teachings and they have uh, things that they have to, you know, renew their mind on, erase out of their head, it takes them sometimes longer to get healed because of bad teaching. So... I see a lot more healing sometimes in the lost than I do the saved, which is very, very sad. But it is the case. Now, I will tell you a story. Um, and I'll leave their name. I'll leave their name out. So I have a very good friend. 
um, that had a, a sibling that was a girl. And I'll explain it in a little bit. But had a sister who was told that she was pregnant and went in for um, a sonogram. And in the sonogram, the heartbeat of the child, and the, they, they were pretty far along in their pregnancy, the heartbeat of the child had stopped. There was no heartbeat. So they were going to take the baby. Um, they said the baby had died and that there was no hope. And so they were going to have to do um, a DNC, which was, I don't even know if it was a DNC because it was like pretty far along. So I don't know how they take the baby when, does anybody know how they take a baby when it's past 12 weeks? Induce labor. God bless it. Thank you. They were going to have to induce labor. So, uh, do labor and, and, and to get the baby. So we prayed, this girl came to our woman's meeting. We see lots of healings in our hub, hub groups. I mean, lots of great things. We have a men's group. We have a woman's group. We actually have a, a couple of women's groups. Our men's group is huge. Our ladies group is pretty, ladies groups are pretty big, but they have two different teachers and, but the men's group is really good. Um, it's really big, excuse me. And then we have other like marriage ones. We have a whole bunch of them. But the thing is, is everybody that leads these groups, they pray. We see monumental healings through these groups. Well, this particular time, this uh, friend of mine, she came in. She told us what was going on. And it was at a, a ladies uh, Bible study, our hub. And we laid hands on her. And we commanded that baby's heart to beat and to come back to life. Now, when her sister went in to to go for the procedure, I don't know why. I, f- I feel like I feel like she my f- my friend told her don't do anything until they t- check one more time and make sure that the baby. Um, no, you know what? She told me she never even told her that she prayed. For some reason, they checked one more time on the sonogram uh, on the fetus of the child or the baby, and the heartbeat was there. The baby was back alive. The heartbeat was there. And they were like, I can tell you that it was not. The, <laughs> the, there was no heartbeat. The baby had died. And now there was no explanation, but the baby was now alive. Now this sister was not saved. Still not saved to this day. But I see this little little girl run around um, our little town. And I sit there and go, she's a miracle. She is a definite miracle. So you can absolutely pray for people, stand in the gap for them, and they be healed. Um, But there's people who have the gift of healing. So sometimes people don't have enough faith for themselves to be healed. That's why you'll have people like, and I know people say, he's not real. I don't believe in this guy. Um, But there there are people who actually have the gift of healing. It's one of the gifts. Um, Benny Hinn. Lots of people have been healed by Benny Hinn. Um, and he has the gift of healing, he'll tell you. Kenneth Hagen, gift of healing. Smith Wigglesworth, gift of healing. Oh, who is the lady that used to float around? Catherine Coleman. Catherine Coleman, gift of healing. Some of these people are a little out there. They're a little, but you know what? They're willing to be used. So God uses them. I mean, He'll use, if, if, the, if the people who are sane are too good for God to let them be used by him, he'll use the weirdies. And he does. 
That's just the way it is. But they're out there doing something when other people think they're too good to do what God has for them. So 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10 says, For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, which is speaking in tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. So let me ask you, this is in 1 Corinthians, okay? If tongues was for, you know, then, then why was that going on in Corinthians? I mean, that was far after the time that Jesus had passed. It was far after Pentecost. People need to study the word out. They will be shocked and dismayed that the theologies and their doctrines are completely wrong. And they've been missing out because they listen to man instead of following God's word. We don't go by man's opinions and we don't go by what man tells us, the Bible says. We go by what the Bible says. It's easy to understand. It's very simple. But people would rather have a man tell them what the Bible says than study it out for themselves. That's very dangerous. Don't do that. The reason God gave people the gift of healing is because there are people out there that will never have enough faith to see their healing. But they will find a way to get to the man or the woman that does and receive their healing that way. And he's merciful. Thank God he does do that because he is merciful. Because he knows there are people out there that will never do what it takes. Or, or I don't know, maybe they don't know to do what it takes. But they know that they can find somebody that might be help, able to help them and assist them in receiving their healing. And so for that, we thank God for that. And people do all the time get healed through a man or a woman who has the gift of miracles or healings. So a couple different ways, but yeah, you can stand in the gap for a loved one and that you'll see them healed. How many minutes do I got? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait on the next question and carry it over which is if the person's watching did you place the questions on today I think it's episode 6 but I want to confirm I can't listen to it right now oh so sure the praying thing six. okay so if you want to know about if you're the person that asked about prayer and how to pray go to episode 5 or episode 6 and I can post it after beautiful I can pin it the next thing is, uh, so here's the thing. Uh, did you post the um, questions I did. today? I okay. Did. So if you wrote this question, no, I'm going to answer it on Friday. It says, I am wondering how I can use common everyday situations, like example, painting with other people to talk about God to spread the good news of the gospel. We're going to push that one off to Friday. Perfect. But I will answer this question. This next question is in John 5:14 what was the sin Jesus was referring to when he talked to the man he had healed. And the only reason I'm choosing this question is it compliments me. <laughs> yes it does. And it's my birthday. And it's your I'm birthday. just kidding. <laughs> I love new, your new hair color. I love my new hair color too. Thank you Jolene for my new hair color. <laughs> uh, she said you're welcome. You always look fantastic. Just what I needed to hear. I, I guess I do like words of affirmation. Logan? Yes, you do. I can never watch live, but always look forward to the replays. Well, you know what? God bless you for even watching the replay. But um, but thank you so much for the... I, I appreciate 
the compliment more than I appreciate you watching the podcast. You, you got another compliment on Black Robe. What's that? Hope matches that set so well. Yes. Yes. So they are happy about it. The color. Oh, the color. Yeah. So see. So you maybe need to change my color. <laughs> what is that? I'm looking at the set, guys. So do we need to change our color of our background? We'll make it really cool. No, no, no. I'm talking about our flowers. Logan's saying yes. Well, yeah. Listen. I love those, though. I bet you'll love something else that I find. Okay. Okay. Okay, see? Problem solved. Let me, I'll go to God about it before we agree. I'm just kidding. It's like a Big Mac. Big Mac, quarter pounder. Lord, which Listen. one? Listen. Should I do the quarter pounder or Big Mac? Both. <laughs> just the Lord has spoken. I will do both. Um, so John 5.14 says, Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. So I looked in all the commentaries. I mean, I, 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 I did some big research because I was curious. I was, like, I was like, I never even thought to, to find out what sin was that. That's a, I mean, that's seriously a great question. What sin did he do? I'm curious. I'm curious now myself. But um, in all the commentaries that I looked into, which was, I think, seven or eight, uh, I broke it down in the Greek and in the Hebrew, and it says that the illness is never um, revealed. They, it doesn't talk about it at all. It says, though, which I found to be super interesting, is that, and I didn't see this in, in, in the, I don't know, um, like if you, it's only in the Greek did I see where it had this information, and in the Hebrew, it said that he had had the illness for 38 years. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, somehow that that breaking down of that scripture you can find out how long he had it. And I think that's one of the reasons why uh, Jesus said, don't sin anymore, lest a worse thing come upon you, because he had already lived with it for 38 years. Who wants to go and live with it for the rest of his life? Who wants that back on you? And that's the thing. People can be healed. But I heard um, Andrew Womack teach this, and Andrew Womack said that Catherine Coleman said this and was confirmed by other people who... Were, had the gifts of healing and stuff like that. And this is one of the reasons why Andrew Womack is so instrumental in making sure people keep their healing by teaching them what the scripture says about healing. He said, and he says it's kind of true for him, but he didn't, he basically says Catherine Coleman and, and other people like Benny Hinn. Um, they say that 90% of people who are healed lose their healing. Yeah, it's true. And the reason is, is because they do, they will, their words, words are powerful. Life and death is held in the tongue. Uh, sin, if you go back to like, like if, if this was a sexual sin that this man had this illness from and he went back to sexual sin, the illness could come back on him. There's different reasons why, you know, or there could be, there's maybe, I don't know what sin this man committed that would cause it to come back on him but the thing is is uh people don't know the word so they'll things say things like my father-in-law completely healed of cancer 
And the thing that he said, and six months later it was back, the doctors couldn't find no cancer in him. Me and my husband prayed for him. No cancer in his body whatsoever. And the thing that he would say is, I hope it doesn't come back. And we would be, don't say that. But the thing is, he was newly saved, and people don't realize that you have to dig in. Healing is, you can be healed, but you can also lose it by the things that you say and the lifestyle that you live and the things that you do. And so I heard a a woman who was healed um, through Andrew Womack's ministry. I I went to a conference of his. She was healed of multiple, multiple sclerosis. And she said that I heard her I heard her speak at the conference and then I heard her give her testimonies on one of his healing healing is here. And in that testimony she gave for that, she said that Satan's tried to come back and steal her healing from her. And she fights tooth and nail and she uses the word against it. And she's still healed to this day. But Satan still tries to come and take her healing from her and uh, because that's what he does he still kills and destroys so she stands strong but if you don't know the word then how do you fight it and then it comes back upon you that's not something people should be scared if they've been healed that it's going to come back on them what you need to do is though you need to mind your words you need to live a lifestyle that is holy and pleasing unto the lord because that's what the word tells us we're to do um and then your 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 works don't keep you healed it's your relationship with the Lord that keeps you healed. And that's what you have to focus on. So, but yeah, 90% of people lose their healing because they don't have the foundation needed um, to, to keep it. And that's, that's a dangerous thing. That's why study to show yourself approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, which is clear in Timothy that that's what you're supposed to do. But most people don't ever open the Bible. They just never do. So they don't even know the promises that are provided to them to even get them to the place that they need to go. So am I over my time? Yes. (laughs) By two minutes. Lovely. (laughs) All right, we're going to say the sinner's prayer. If you are not saved or you walked away from God, today's your day. And, I mean, there's no, no better time than the present. This world is cray cray. And everybody needs Jesus. And I don't care how good you think you are or how much you think you got things handled. You are not going to heaven being a good person. You're not going to go to heaven thinking you got it all going on. The only way to go to heaven is through the repentance of sin and asking, you know, clearly. When Jesus said there's no way to get to the Father but through me, that's what he meant. So you're going to have to let down your pride. You ain't getting you in. The only way to get in is through him. Let your pride down and let your control freak attitude go and realize that the only way to go is by submitting and succumbing to Jesus and letting him be the Lord of your life. So if you'd like to do that today, say this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. And I thank you for what you did on that cross and by dying for my sin. So that when I grow old and die, I will live with you forever. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. If you said that prayer, let us know. We want to stand with you. We want to believe with you. And we want to do whatever we can to help you to stay on that path. Narrow is the way, and there are few that be that find it. So we want to keep you on that path. 
I love you. I'll see you Friday. And thank you for tuning in. Bye. Real talk.